welcome back to that First Step Podcast, Season 2. On today's show, I am joined by the beautiful, ethical, eco-conscious and sustainable superstar that is Robin. Robin began a few years ago making her own soaps and candles in her kitchen at home. Her parents and family inspired her to turn this into a business and it is thriving. Not only does she produce beautiful, sustainable and eco-friendly products for the market, selling through her Etsy and other online e-commerce stores, she also promotes a sustainable lifestyle and is a big supporter of other Irish brands in the industry. Today, Robin shares her tips and tricks on how to be more sustainable going into 2021, how to swap out some products you may love for some more eco-friendly, conscious ones that are better for the environment and this planet. I have learned so much from Robin today, from eco-friendly toothpaste tablets to sustainable underwear to use on your period. So without further ado, let's get into today's show. Hello Robin and welcome to that First Step podcast. How are you today? Good, thanks Jess. How are you? I'm great. Thanks so much for asking and I'm so excited for you to come on. I love what you do. I love following your page. But before we get into all of that, Robin, everyone, is a zero waste gal, sustainable queen, and we're going to learn loads from her today. So before we get into all of that, Robin, can you please give us a quick introduction into what you did at school and what you want to be when you grow up? Yeah, so um, when I was younger and still today, what I wanted to be and what I want to do is kind of be a theatre maker and create theatre, act. And um, I studied acting in the Gaty School of Acting for college and it's still something that I'm very passionate about. Um, But this was kind of the zero waste thing was kind of born out of just genuine care for the planet. And I'm hoping to kind of collaborate on those two things. Um, I'm writing a play about kind of climate change and stuff at the moment so hopefully that'll come out soon enough (laughs) but uh, with COVID who knows how long it'll take (laughs) but yeah so um, that was kind of what I always wanted to do was just theatre and um, yeah. (laughs) That's really interesting and then you wanted to collaborate that into zero waste so if you could kind of tell us a bit about when you started being more zero waste you know living at home versus living away from home how that's affected and oh it's okay and um tech problems we all have them and how that really um this is what sparked your zero waste what was that first step into zero waste yeah so um a couple of years ago I kind of it started to become trendy and you know I bought the bamboo toothbrush and um you know I tried shampoo bars and lush and absolutely hated them and um bought a metal straw and kind of got into it from the kind of trendiness aspect of it like it's cool to have a keep cup it's cool to have a reusable water bottle and then the more I kind of researched it the more I realized that like there is a huge problem with waste and the more I wanted to kind of reevaluate not just things like a reusable keep cup but like how can I cut back on the food that I buy and how can I make that more sustainable and the beauty products that I use things like that so um that was kind of how I got into it and it was a couple of years ago 
um and then only kind of in the last year or so last two years did I kind of actually 100% start committing to shampoo bars conditioner bars toothpaste in like little tablets rather than in a tube things like that and it wasn't easy to kind of get into it but like I do feel so much better and every time I do make a little swap it's like that little, like adrenaline rush of you know I'm doing something good I'm doing something good and like that makes me feel good and so it's definitely rewarding to see to feel that and to feel like you are making a difference yeah I completely agree and I remember when I was in the US plastic bags were given for free for shopping in the supermarkets but I would still bring my tote bags and it was as well like I'd get new tote bags because I think they were cool and I'd bring them to the supermarket and it's also they had cool sayings and even that little extra step does make you feel better when you see all the pollution around so you were doing all this zero waste which is super cool and what has all sparked you then in starting to create your own products? Um, so during the summer, I was making a candle and some soap and um, my family were sitting around the table and they were like, oh, that's really cool. Could you like make that as a business? And I was like, I don't know, could I? <laughs> and I'm really lucky that I've got a really supportive family around me and they really helped to kind of uh, fund the project and kind of get it up on its feet. Um, so that was kind of how I started as a business. But I, like I've been making soap since I, I want to say like 2015, 2016 as just like a hobby. Like just I would make one or two bars at a time and it would be like, that's just for me or I might gift it to somebody. And then I never really thought about kind of making it into a business. But when I started the blog, I started reviewing other people's products. And I realized that like eco-friendly soaps, like soaps that are made from organic ethical vegan products are really really expensive like they can retail for like even 10 12 euro a bar sometimes even more and I just felt that that wasn't it wasn't ethical to do that because straight away you're making something that everybody needs everybody needs soap and you're making it unaccessible to people and then of course people are going to go and buy the cheap one in the supermarket shelf that's wrapped in plastic and made with palm oil and you know is not vegan and tested on animals and you know you're not making the ethical products accessible to everybody so I just wanted to make something that was as affordable as I could make it and make it more accessible to everybody so that was kind of what inspired just kind of the thought behind why I did it you know yeah and that's absolutely agreeable because even you think of the ethical eco-friendly products and people have this weird stigma that oh it won't wash me properly or I need the chemicals yeah. or as well oh why would you be paying 12 euro for something that looks not as fancy as something in Dunn's or Tesco or whatever or even the more expensive yeah stuff. and it yeah it was it was really funny when I when I started the business because you know my whole family like aunts uncles grandparents they all like started chiming in on you know oh I should do this and oh, I should do that and I was kind of it was really stressful because um I was being told like oh you should give it like a really luxurious uh, Roman name and wrap it up in fancy wrapping and I was like that's not the point the point is like I don't want any packaging on it at all and I want it to be as down to earth and eco as possible I don't want it to be this luxury brand that people buy once as a treat and then forget about it like I want it to be something that people are like that's part of my routine because it's friendly to the earth and friendly on your skin yeah and I love as well because I did see you how I first saw you 
Robin was on somebody else's Instagram and I was like, oh my God, I love this girl's message. I love her mission statement. I love what she's about. And that's exactly why your packaging is brown paper and some twine. And it even looks cool. Yeah, so I kind of, I offer that as an option on the shop. So when you order from me, it literally just comes in like a cardboard box and the box is 100% recyclable or if, say example, it got damp or whatever and it couldn't be recycled, it's compostable as well. Um, And then if you want, say if you're giving it as a gift, you can request to have it wrapped and I wrap it in 100% recycled craft paper and then like little twine that is also made from jute. So it's um, compostable as well. So everything goes back to the earth when you're done with it. It's really as circular as possible. (laughs) That's brilliant. And when you first started then, you're around the kitchen table, you're with your family and they're saying, let's do this. What was, I suppose, that first step? Was it the Etsy site, the design, uh, the aromas? How did you sit down and start thinking of all of this? Um, I, I don't know. The first thing actually that my, my dad did was he bought the website domain for Not A Trashy Gal, which I haven't even used yet because I'm on Etsy. <laughs> so um, I, I hope to use it at some stage. I'd like to it, it to be a blog and a shop, but at the moment Etsy is kind of the first thing. But I suppose the first thing was um, I had to buy a lot of equipment because I was kind of making tiny little batches using like a spoon and I needed like a big pot and like a big immersion blender to like blitz thing in order to like make the quantities that I I was going to be selling and even still having bought like the more industrial sized stuff I'm still selling out of stuff constantly so I'm trying to keep on top of demand like every other week it's like oh I need to get another mold oh I need to get another pot oh I need because I just can't keep up with it but that would have been the first thing was like I just had to upgrade the setup that I had because it wasn't fit for making quantities to sell it was literally just I could make one bar at a time which wasn't worth anything it was you know so you had the equipment and you said okay how did you come up with the the shape and also the sense you wanted to use as well for your soaps when you first started um yeah so I kind of I sat down and I kind of drew up like a little mood board of the different kind of scents that I wanted to do and I, I really wanted it to be um I, I'm really interested in like mythology um from all different you know places in the world but uh, being Irish I decided to go with Irish mythology and so I kind of inspired a lot of the sense by characters that like I would have grown up hearing stories about so like the Morrigan who like brought war but like she was also a very calming figure as well and I loved that idea of something that like could be tough and like fight you know bacteria and fight germs but it's also really kind and gentle on your skin and I just wanted to kind of bring all that in so I played around with different scents um, and I sent all of my products with um, 100% pure vapor distilled essential oils and just kind of blending them and getting the right level of the scent. And then I kind of sent samples out to friends and family and got their feedback. And I picked a few that I wanted to go with them and turn them into the products. Yeah, and they're beautiful products. And I love as well how they are. Again, <laughs> um, they're so Oh, I'm laughing is again, the AirPods are popping out. We're having a great old time here. Um, but yeah. no, you're so, you're so right. Getting that feedback as well from friends and family, it's a good balance of, you know, don't just tell me it's great because I'm your friend. I need your feedback because I'm a business. But at the same time, 
I do respect your opinions and I want you to help me give that good customer service feedback. So when I do go to market that I have a good product. Yeah. So what I did was I set up um, like a survey online and when I sent out the samples, I also sent them a link to the survey and just said like, you know, do this when in your own time, when you've tried the soaps out and it was totally anonymous as well because I wanted them to feel like, Oh, I don't want them to say, Oh, I don't like it. And then for her to feel embarrassed. So like I, I, I wanted to be totally honest. So that's why I, I did it as anonymously as possible because I didn't want people to feel like they had a duty to tell me that they loved it, even if they didn't. But thankfully all the feedback that came back was really positive and the reviews as well on the shop have all been really positive. So that's great that people are actually enjoying them. Yeah. And I mean, I've seen you have some Christmas scents out as well and they're gorgeous and you have also some melts that are beautiful. And as well, I shared earlier on your IGTV, the deodorants. So tell me how you said, okay, soaps are doing really well, but we need to expand. What was that step process and how did you decide to do that? Yeah, so um, I stopped using antiperspirant when I was like 15 because I was like, I realized that it blocked my pores and I was like, oh no, I would just want to use deodorant. And so I was just using like general store-bought deodorant that you buy in Tesco or whatever. And then I moved to natural deodorant about 18 months ago, maybe two years ago. And um, again, like there's something that I really like because it's a natural product and it's kind to your skin. But like you're paying like 13 euro or 14 euro for a tin of a deodorant that I just thought was like too expensive and for a lot of people they're kind of looking at it like you said and going like oh will it work won't it work and I feel like that's too much money for people to to take a risk on whether or not it'll work um so I'd been using natural deodorant for a while and really really liked it but one thing that I did struggle with was finding one that was quite solid a lot of them were really like creamy and melted in my bag and they ended up destroying like loads of they destroyed clothes they destroyed my boyfriend's vintage camera (laughs) so um I was like I need to I need to find a way to like fix this and I decided to go with a more kind of wax based one so it still has all the active ingredients that you would typically find in a natural deodorant but I added wax and that just makes it more solid in the tin it's not going to melt on you it's not going to run everywhere But again, it was a lot of trial and error and like just testing out different quantities and sending out samples to friends and family and saying, please try this and tell me whether or not you would actually use it. Um, And they just launched this week. And so far, like the feedback on them, like has been really good. And they like some sense sold out immediately. So that was really, really cool. That's so exciting. And then I suppose, how do you then decide, you know, how much to batch? So what's your, I suppose, um, a question I would get a lot from people listening to the podcast about entrepreneurs is how they plan their week because you're running your own business and I'm sure you also have other routines like other work to do how do you plan your business around your week as well and organize yourself so that you're on top of your game um yeah uh, it's a nightmare (laughs) um I work another job as well like a like a part-time job so really I just kind of wait until my roster for that comes in for the week and I get that once a week and usually I only work about three or four shifts so it's not too bad um and then once I have that I kind of fill in the blanks um the soaps do take a couple of days to make because you have to like leave them cure so that they're skin safe and um 
so I, like that would be the first thing that I would plan would be like okay what soaps do I have to make what am I running low on stock and kind of planned out that way that oh I have to make this one this way so this day so that in three days time I can unmold it cut it stamp it and then leave it cure for another week because it does take like 10 days to make a batch of soap um and then with whereas with the deodorants you know those only take about half an hour to make because they they solidify in the tin and then I can just leave them in the tin and they can just sit there and they're done so you know I, I like the soaps because they're the longest thing to make I would fit those in first and then I kind of fit everything else in around that okay that's really cool and the fact as well that you think deodorants sound more complicated than a soap but obviously not if they only take 30 minutes yeah well I mean they have a lot of similar ingredients but the main difference is and I, like whenever people ask me like how do you make soap I always say have you seen Fight Club yes there's only one secret in Fight Club <laughs> you know the scene where he <laughs> you know the there's a scene in it where um like he like licks his arm and pours this like um chemical on him and it like burns his skin and he gets chemical burn and that is an active ingredient in soap making is this highly corrosive chemical called sodium hydroxide and when you mix it with the oils it saponifies and basically turns into a fat um, and then it's skin safe but you want to leave it as long as possible because the sooner you use it the more acidic your soap is going to be so that's why you want to leave it for like a week or 10 days sometimes it can take up to two or three weeks just to make sure that it's hard it's hardened properly that there's no um corrosive chemical like left in the soap so like the, it is from a safety point of view as well but um you just got to be really careful that you don't you know send people a product that's going to damage their skin so there is that element to it as well that's really interesting i i never knew that before um that's actually fascinating the the amount of work especially that goes into a small business so now that you're you know we're approaching christmas i saw your new scents in the soaps they're gorgeous I love as well, you kind of went like festive theme with the name, such great stocking fillers and beyond as well. Do you then decide, okay, for spring, summer, I'm going to have this type of color palette, this type of scent? Like, how do you even plan for the next couple of months in a business like this? Yeah, I kind of just like, I'll get an idea and I, I jot it down and I already have my diary for 2021. So like, you know, I'm penciling in now, like, oh you should start making your spring collection <laughs> at this stage and then I'll like leave a little note saying like oh I had a, I thought about doing I don't know like a watermelon bar or I thought about doing like a strawberry bar or something like something more summery so then I'd like write that in so that I know oh yeah now's the time to start thinking about making those and would you make them from my yeah no yeah so um I was making them from my house for a while and then um, my parents uh, are publicans and so there was a kitchen in the pub that wasn't being used so I moved all the soap stuff in there and was working from there for a while um, but then when the pubs closed um, in lockdown I, I was struggling to kind of manage getting in and out of there all the time so I've since moved back home again um, but it's not too bad like I have a little induction um, portable hob that like plugs in so I can literally make them anywhere I just need to pack up all my stuff and, <laughs> and move them so that's it's that's handy enough that I'm not tied down to any one location I don't need like a fridge or anything I yeah water and, and my little plug-in hob so it's fine that's really handy as well so I suppose anyone else even thinking of 
having another hobby at home or starting something similar. It's not a huge upfront cost. It's just more your skill and the time you have to do it. Yeah. Yeah, and the the other thing that I would say if people are thinking about kind of making their own soaps from home is that the process that I use to make soap is called cold process. And that's where you basically start. It's like baking, you know, you weigh all your ingredients and you add them and there's a recipe to follow. But you can get what's called uh, melt and pour soap, which is basically somebody has done all of that for you. And it's just a big block of unscented, uncolored soap. And so you can buy melt and pour soap and then cut off as much as you need, remelt it, add your fragrance, add your color, add rose petals or dried lavender buds or whatever you want, and then pour it into a mold. And the mold could be anything. It could be like a baking mold or it could be an empty dish or whatever that you can just pop it back out and then use that. So if you are thinking of starting and you're not sure where to begin, um, probably buying melt and pour base is a good place to start because you don't have to invest in like a huge thing of coconut oil and a huge thing of shea butter and an induction hob and you know you can literally make it in your microwave with just a ready-made base so that would be kind of something that I would recommend yeah and it sounds safer as well especially if you're a newbie yeah because you're not you don't have to do any of the chemical process like you know it's safe it's skin safe it's ready to go you just need to add the colors and the fragrances yeah that's great advice and I suppose now that you have your deodorants out your melt your candle melts that are beautiful I love the little shapes do you have ideas for follow-on products are you still constantly working on those yeah I mean I I like I've got so many ideas and the one thing that I'm really struggling with is because I want to be as eco-friendly as possible is I'm trying to find packaging so like I've got a recipe for dry shampoo and at the moment like I have it in a jar and I'm just sprinkling it in my hair but I don't think that that would work for everyone so I'm trying to find a way that like I could house it so that people could could buy it but not that they can shake it in their hair rather than like pinching it or um you know I'd I'd like to do makeup products as well like um I do lip balms as well and tinted lip balms, but I'd love to do I like pressed eyeshadows and bronzers and blushes and stuff like that. And I've been kind of toying around with recipes, but again, I've made these myself and I've just put them into like an empty blush container that I had, but I, it's trying to find a way of finding an eco housing that I can put them in something that isn't like a plastic container, you know, because it's just plastic is rampant. It's everywhere and trying to find something that is, sustainable and recyclable is actually really really hard that's the main kind of obstacle that I've come up against is how to package everything yeah it sounds it absolutely and glass is heavy so transporting that and packaging and shipping costs will be heavier and tin as well might be hard to get the exact size you want and is it even fully compostable or recyclable so all of these challenges are something that you face I'm sure yeah exactly so it's I feel like it's I want, I'd love to put everything in paper, but then how do you put an eyeshadow in paper? Like you just can't. So, you know, you have to like really find what's the most sustainable way forward. And obviously the most sustainable way would be, you know, just nobody ever wears makeup again, but that's obviously not going to happen. So, you know, it's, it's trying to find a balance then. Yeah. And is your long-term goal, Robin, to try and move away from the part-time role and make not a trashy gal your full-time job with even some merch some other types of zero waste products like a bamboo um, toothbrush as you mentioned before is that kind of like the long-term goal yeah I mean I'd love to do like merch and things like that um 
or like maybe team up with um like a vintage store or something and do kind of a collab that way um but at the moment it's kind of just focusing on the um product side of things because and the consumable side of things um but like yeah i'd love to do like i don't know a straw that says not a trashy gal or like a tote bag or you know something that's kind of still in that world of eco products sustainable products but you know um something that's a little bit more like that you can wear it or you know kind of show it off a little bit yeah because it's such a cool name I really do want to see not a trashy gal and more items I think it's such a cool name it's part of a community like you're just saying you know what I'm zero waste I'm doing my best and on that note Robin what tips would you give someone right now listening who wants to be more zero waste and eco-friendly what are the the first three things you would recommend doing um yeah I suppose the first thing that I would say to anybody is if you want to be more sustainable like don't rush out and buy the bamboo lunchbox or like the biodegradable hairbrush or you know like there's so many like trendy eco products out there just use what you have and then once that is no longer usable it breaks or I don't know for whatever reason you just can't use it anymore then maybe think about investing in like an eco product but I think there's a big kind of misconception that all these eco products are really really expensive um and that's not the case like you can just reuse like you don't need to go out and buy like fancy mason jars to fill up at your bulk store literally just reuse the pasta sauce jar that you emptied last night you making your dinner or you know that kind of thing um and as well you don't have to go to like fancy food shops um as well to be eco-friendly um like I do a lot of my shopping in in Tesco and I just I try and find pasta that comes in a box rather than a bag or um I do a shake test like I pick up the box and I shake it and see if I can hear a plastic bag inside or is it just a loose product inside and that's a really good way for trying to avoid plastic and sometimes it is unavoidable but like there is a lot of ways that you don't have to spend a whole lot of money obviously pick the fruit and vegetables that are loose rather than picking the ones that come in a plastic bag of six or three or whatever and I think that's kind of the most sustainable thing because just look around you and see how you can reduce it you don't have to go out of your way you can just literally look around you and try and pick the most sustainable option yeah that, that's really good advice and I love as well your clothes even upcycle your clothes what you wear all the time yeah. maybe add another button or fix the zip or try and repair it like- yeah or if your if your jeans rip like turn them into shorts for the summer or you know like if something yeah if something rips maybe like stick a patch over it or something so that you know you get another six months or you get another year out of it rather than it going to landfill um and then as well when your clothes are past their prime and you know you wouldn't even drop them into a charity shop there's lots of clothes recycling um like things you can do to recycle them you can turn them into rags um or you could actually recycle them i know chernobyl the um foundation that like collects clothes and sends them over to chernobyl if they come across clothes that they can't send say for example like i don't know like socks or you know stuff that you you wouldn't give second hand um they recycle those and recycling is a business and the money that they make from recycle them, recycling them pays to transport the clothes that are wearable over to chernobyl 
which is like really cool because you know when you look at recycling as being a business and 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 that's the other side of it is you know it's all well and good to put your piece of paper in the recycling bin but you have to be really active in when you go to buy a new notebook try and buy one that's made from recycled paper because you're only recycling if you're actually buying and consuming things that are made from recycled materials because then you're funding the business that's a great point i think people don't think of that either they just look at oh yeah they just think fancy (laughs) yeah or like a lot of people like you know you 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 throw stuff away but like where is away nothing truly goes away it goes somewhere every piece of plastic that's ever been made ever still exists on this planet in some way shape or form so you have to be really conscious that when you throw something away it isn't going away it's going somewhere else I think once you start to kind of think about that you do become a lot more conscious of what you consume and how you consume it and what you do once it's at the end of its life yeah and I I mean Robin it's only recently I got a new puppy and when I bring her for walks it's only recently that I realized how much trash is thrown on the street because before yeah thankfully I wasn't looking down when I was walking I was looking up but now we were walking earlier today and I saw something in her mouth and she picked up this filthy piece of plastic bottle that was just filthy and I tore it out of her mouth got such a fright she's such a small little pup and now more than ever I'm more angry at people just not even recycling just flinging trash on the streets and just not looking after the planet because you know it's that's not going anywhere as you said we have to be more mindful of how we treat the planet and treat the water and treat the the rubbish systems as well yeah but I mean even like if you say you're going to go for the beach to the beach for a day you know bring with you um like a, a tote bag or a bin bag or whatever and literally just spend two minutes picking up whatever you see like just two minutes because it's two minutes of trash picked up that won't be there that had been there before like if if everybody were to put in two minutes or five minutes like that would make a huge difference so you know like that if you're if you're on a walk with your dog and say you have to bring a little bag for their poo anyways bring two bags and if you see an empty bottle just pick it up and throw it into the second bag and then keep one bag for the dog like it it, because that's what I do because I've got a dog too and you just have to kind of be mindful that like it might not be your trash but it is our planet it's everyone's planet and you know you're only helping yourself and helping everybody else by just taking that two seconds to do something mindful and hopefully some stranger will see you picking up the rubbish and they might think twice about throwing something away then you know and and that's all that we can do is just kind of spread that message of like positivity of everybody just does their little bit I, lo- I honestly love that message. I think I really want people to rewind 30 seconds and listen to that again because it's so powerful. And absolutely, I mean, if you're picking it out of your dog's mouth, it's in your hand anyway, throw it in the bin. You know, there needs to be more yeah, bins exactly. available and there needs to be more people doing their bit. And if we all just did that little bit extra, it would be way less effort for everyone across the board. Yeah, and like everyone is kind of going for walks and stuff now, especially with lockdown we go for our mandated walk within our 5km and like if you could literally just pick up one piece of rubbish on your walk it's one piece less than what was there before so it's just it's it's that small change if everybody were to take that that first step <laughs> you know if I were to just take one little moment to to do something it, like everybody collectively doing that together would make a huge difference yeah and I suppose on that note as well one question I ask a lot when 
I follow a lot. I'm vegan. So I follow a lot of vegan zero waste people on Instagram, love their content, love their new ideas, especially in the UK and America as well, because I just think they have a different lifestyle or they just bring new inspiration. And one thing they're always talking about are moon cups and how to keep women's health more sustainable. So Rowan, what is your tips on that? What is your advice or even what's your experience? Yeah, I mean, I've personally never used a moon cup because I I don't I never used tampons. It was just never my my thing. Um, but about a, about two years ago, I switched to this brand called like Natra Care that are all compostable, biodegradable, and made from organic, unbleached, undyed cotton. And I actually moved them not from like a an environmental point of view but actually from a point that I was finding that all these um tampons and always were like heavily fragranced and perfumed and I was just getting my skin was getting really irritated so I wanted to go for like a natural unbleached product and I found that really really helped but then um back in I think it was March or April I made the switch to reusable pads and I love them like because again you know they're not they're not bleached they're not fragranced and um, the only kind of chemicals that would ever go on them would be if you were to wash them in like a detergent. But again, I use a natural detergent. So um, like they're, they're totally clean and they're, they're really easy to use. I, I think the thing that puts a lot of people off, my mum hates them. She's like, she's like, you need to draw a line somewhere. And, and, I, th- and I, I do think that, that like it's not for everybody. And if it isn't for you, stick with the natural compostable ones. But like, I just find it's, it's, it's so easy. You just when you take it off you rinse it in the sink and then throw it straight into the wash and then it just goes into the wash and it comes out and it's clean again and I don't have to ever worry about buying pads I don't have to ever worry about running out because they're just there they're just reusable and there's a couple of um really good brands out there there's um Live Our Values who are handmade down in Cork which is really cool and then there's EcoFem which are made handmade in India but they have a pad for pad scheme so every time you buy one it gives they give one to a girl in India who doesn't have access to menstrual health products so that's really cool as well that like not only are you making a difference but you're also helping somebody else to have access to a a product that they that they need because so many girls still go around with like just rags tied around them like to try and stop it so like it is it is cool from that that perspective as well but like the thing about moon cups is that they were around longer than tampons were like moon cups have been around since the 1920s and um they have this they've kind of resurfaced in the last couple of years as being this cool trendy product but really like they're they're perfectly safe they're made from medical grade silicone they can hold a lot more than a tampon can and they last a lot longer um, and they're not full of plastic that goes into the ocean. They don't have plastic applicators, and you don't um, you don't run the risk of getting toxic shock syndrome either, which is also like a very common problem that women have who do use tampons. So um, whilst I personally haven't used a moon cup, I'm all for them, or I'm all for reusable pads, which I would definitely say check them out because they're they're pretty cool. <laughs> definitely, and as well, I've heard of people using um, reusable the underwear that has like the pad in it that's really helpful as well yeah so there's a there's a couple of brands as well like she thinks i think is the biggest one that i've come across and i think they're an american company but again like and they all have really really good reviews and i think the thing that you have to say is when you are a person who menstruates like you're used to 
the sight of blood. You're used to having to put a tampon in or take peel a dirty pad off. You're used to like coming into contact with that stuff anyway. So I don't see what difference it makes to spend a couple of seconds rinsing it. Like I, I, I rather than just putting it in the bin because you know you're coming into contact with it anyway. So I, I don't see why some people are so grossed out by them. Uh, you know I don't know it's just a personal thing I I don't get (laughs) no Robin I agree with you and as well I think the fact that they're so expensive to buy tampons and pads all the time so even having the reusable one save money that that is the up the thing as well is that a lot of people kind of complain about the upfront cost of reusables that you know you might spend 30 euro on a moon cup when you could get a box of tampons for euro but at the end of the day like you'll get five or six years out of that moon cup you won't get five or six years out of that box of tampons you'll get one cycle out of it so you know it's um from an economic point of view as well you save so much money just from using reusables and like another reusable product that i recently got um in the last year or so that i love is my safety razor which is like a metal razor that has you just unscrew it and then you pop the blade in and the blades are like a couple of cents for a blade so literally even though I spent 26 or 28 euro or something on the razor initially I've already saved so much money because the blades only cost a couple of cents whereas before when I was buying like heads for my Venus razor those were like 15 euro for like three heads whereas now it's like 15 cents for three blades so like for three things so like you know you do you make your money back straight away it's when you switch when you switch trees it's really cool yeah, that is so cool. And as well, I haven't heard of that type of razor. I use the Hey Estred one. Yeah, I've seen those ones. They look really cool. And they've got like that cool um, like subscription service where they send them to you and, and stuff. Yeah, I've seen those. And, and, and those look really cool as well. And I think if you're scared about trying a safety razor, um, it's, it's definitely a good, a good start. But safety razors are they're an old thing like they've been around again forever and again they've resurfaced in the last couple of years because it's become trendy and I adore mine and I also use like I don't use shaving foam anymore I have like a solid block with a brush like real old school like <laughs> that's so cool. Todd, kind of. <laughs> um but it, it's like I find it works so much better and um, my skin feels so much smoother and even my older sister who would be very much if it doesn't have chemicals in it it doesn't work you know like she's very she's she's kind of not as quick to jump on the whole eco-friendly bandwagon but she's actually been stealing my brush and my shaving foam and using that because she's like it's better than than your can of shaving foam that you buy in the supermarket so that, that's the other thing and, and I bought this this block and um back in I think it was April and I don't even think I'm halfway through it yet so like again from a a financial view like view like I would probably have gone through three or four cans of shaving cream over the summer easily whereas I haven't even gotten halfway through the, the block of solid shaving foam so that's pretty cool that is such such a good idea and such a good tip as well and where could people buy this shaving block would you have any recommendations Robin so um the one that I got is from Sophie's Soaps and she's also an Irish um company um, and I bought it through yumi.ie, which is a zero waste shop based in Waterford. Um, but I think Suds Johnson, who are based down in Cork, they also do a um, shaving soap as well and the brush kits and stuff like that. So th- those are the two kind of Irish companies that I'd be aware of. 
um, is Suds Johnson and Sophie Soaps. They both do the shaving soaps, which is pretty cool. And I love as well, Robin, you're repping Irish businesses and you're supporting them as well, which is super important in these times. Um, one last question before I let you go, because we've been chatting for a while now, Robin, and thank you so yeah. much for your time. So what would you tell your 18-year-old self or even younger self, looking at what you've accomplished today, would you start your business sooner? Would you tell her it's all going to work out? What advice would you give your younger self? Um, I would tell my younger self to just like not take your hobbies for granted like I think it's so easy for people to say like oh it's just a hobby but it's so easy to turn something that you love and that you do in your pastime into a career um so yeah I think I think that because that, like I said like I've been making soaps for years and I just never thought about it from a business point of view so yeah I would definitely say just don't take don't take your hobbies for granted and to to do what you love that's great advice. And where can everyone find you? I'll link everything down below as well, but where can everyone find you? Um, so my shop is on is through Etsy. Um, so it's, the shop is just called Not A Trashy Gal, all one word on Etsy. Um, and then also I'm on Instagram and the Etsy, there's a link to my Etsy through the Instagram as well. And then again, that's Not A Trashy Gal, but with like full stops in between the words. Perfect. Robin, thanks so much for coming on today. I love speaking with you and you gave me such great advice. Now I'm also going to spend this weekend to look at what I have in my wardrobe, bring out new outfits that I haven't worn in a while. When I do my grocery shop at the weekend, be more mindful because it's very easy to not be mindful when you're in a rush. And also as well, just it's, look so, at it's so easy to just go, that's the convenient thing and grab it. But like, there's some, like, you know, even you see it in supermarkets, like a tray of pre-sliced mushrooms or you could buy the mushrooms loose like it's so easy to grab the convenient thing but like it would take you two minutes to just slice them yourself so just think outside the box <laughs> yeah great advice robin thanks so much and yeah i look forward to seeing your shop i look forward to purchasing from your shop as well especially your deodorants because i really do need some proper new deodorant and thanks so much for coming on So there you have it, Robin's story all about zero waste, sustainability, how to make your own sustainable products and showing us how accessible it is to be more sustainable. It's not all expensive luxury you have to buy. There are cheaper options on the market with less packaging, a more ethical process and also kinder to your skin and the environment. So all a win-win. So the next time you're thinking about buying a present for a loved one, why not introduce them to a new swap product into their life and make a better difference to your bank balance and the planet. Thank you so much for listening to today's show. I hope you enjoyed it. Please don't hesitate to reach out to Robin or myself if you have any questions. Thank you so much for listening. Please like subscribe and rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Until next Monday, I hope you have a wonderful week and I'll chat to you then. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.